Anybody hear that? Huh. <laughs> but uh, we're out. We're excited for that. It's going to be a really good night, squeaks and all. Um, <laughs> so I'm t- tonight, I'm going to be talking about another installment of Major Keys, but the title of this message tonight is called Bless Up. Look at your neighbor and say, Bless Up. Okay. I'm going to be specifically talking about worship, but the who, the why, and the how. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we hear messages about worship and stuff, and we've had two really good ones, but I think I wanted to uh, specifically talk about who we worship, why we worship, and how we can worship. Um, So it's kind of loaded, but um, uh, before I go any further, um, I kind of felt like the Spirit of God was dealing dealing with me about uh, a couple things in here. So I know this is a, a sober start too, but if everybody could just clo- bow your head and close your eyes real quick. Don't, nobody look around, but um, I feel that there's some people in here, either at your school or here in the church, that you feel like either you don't fit in or you don't belong or people don't want you here. And I, I want to deal with that right now. Um, you know, if, you're, if it's your school, let me deal with that first. If it's your school, you say that you know, I don't really feel like I fit in. I don't feel like I belong there. Just know God hasn't called you to fit in there. He's called you to stand out there. He's called you to be bold in a place that's dark. So you might not look like everybody else, and you might not get invited to all the things that everybody else gets to go to. But you don't need to try to fit in and, and do all the things that everybody else is doing. And uh, <clears throat> also... If you're here tonight and you think that uh, you're having a hard time fitting in here, here at the church, either either on quarry nights or just any time that we meet here, um, I want to I want to pray with uh, anybody that feels like that. So, with nobody look around, if you feel that way, whether you feel uh, kind of left out at school or if you feel uh, like you don't fit in either here at church, could you just raise your hand real quick? And nobody looking around or anything. I'm not going to say anything. All right, awesome. I see you guys. You can put them down. Uh, Let's pray real quick. Uh, uh, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you um, for an awesome night that we're going to have tonight. I thank you for our brothers and sisters here with us. And um, I pray for the ones that in their schools, Lord, that you would give them confidence and boldness to be a light in dark places. And Lord, that they wouldn't have to uh, feel that uh, they have to try to fit in, Lord, that instead that they can stand out for you, Lord. Lord, we are a different people. We are special. So, Lord, I pray that you would give them encouragement and just rain down love on them, Lord. Let them feel encouraged and not that they have to hide in the shadows, but, Lord, they can shine out in the dark, in in dark places. And, Lord, for the people that feel that uh, they don't fit in here, here at church, I take authority over the devil right now in Jesus' name. You have no place here. Anybody that feels that way, you're loved, you're welcome, you're a part of us, you don't need to feel like that. You're one of us. If you're dealing with things, just know that others have dealt with things as well, and you're not in this by yourself. You know, and don't believe that lie that's from the devil. The devil's saying, you don't belong here, you don't fit in here. Nobody wants to be your friend here. That's a lie. Everybody here is for you. We're here to get your back. 
this is your family. You can, you can feel like you belong here. So I just pray that over us, that anybody that felt that way, that that burden is being removed off them right now in Jesus' name, and that for freedom to come on them and peace and encouragement so that they wouldn't have to feel that way any longer because nobody should have to feel that way in the house of God. So thank you, Lord, and let it be. In Jesus' name, amen. One other thing. In order to have friends, remember, you, always, you need to present yourself friendly. Don't just wait for someone to come talk to you. Don't wait for someone to pursue you, to text you, to ask you to do things. How about, you know, you pursue relationships. Don't just think, well, they're the initiators. I'm just going to wait. Initiate some things. You, you push through and, and get a hold of people. So that's all I got about that. Okay, so let's talk about what we talked about the last two weeks. Do a little recap. So the first week, Pastor Jordan preached <clears throat> excuse me, about major key alert. He talked about how worship is way bigger than something that we just do at church and how worship is a lifestyle and how there are two times to worship. And he said this uh, Tuesday night, when you feel like it and when you don't. And then the next week, Morgan preached on special cloths. And she talked about how you don't have to be intimidated to go into God's presence. She said that uh, we were created for God to be fixed by him and that God created us so that we could be his family. So that's what, that's the, the, the first two messages that we talked about. So this week we're going to talk about bless up, the who, the why, and the how. Y'all are a little bit too close to me right now. Okay. So in order to talk about this message tonight, we need to understand what worship is. Uh, I looked up a definition. Google's my best friend. Um, Webster's Dictionary is always a good help. But some of the things that uh, define worship were to, to be in awe of, to kiss the feet of, and then worship means to speak or sing about how good God is. So that's what worship is. So tonight I want to start with the who. Because we all know that we, you've heard people, we need to, we need to worship, you need to have a worship life, but Let's talk about who, we, who we're going to worship. And so I kind of, I was talking to Morgan a little bit. Uh, I kind of just wrote down some things about who God is to me personally. Because I thought, well, how am I going to define God? It's kind of a hard thing to do because he's, he's so many different things. And, uh, you know, you feel like just a couple things just wouldn't do God justice. But I just wrote down some things of who God is to me personally. So I wrote, we worship God. Who is God? God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He has created everything that we see and everything that we enjoy. He's the one that comforts you when you feel lonely. And he's there no matter what to get your back. God is our reason for waking up every day. God is the one that gives us a purpose and he gives us fulfillment in life. God is our hope and our very reason for living. God is Jesus in the flesh. He is our savior, our champion, our healer, our deliverer, our strength, and our boldness. He is our joy, and he's our peace. He is kind, and he is fair. He is our clarity during any confusion. He is our solid ground in the midst of a storm. He is great, and he is worthy of all of our praise. There's no one like him, no, not one, and no one and no thing will ever come close. 
He's our father. He's my daddy. He is God. That's who God is to me personally. I wanted to try the best I could to try to just define God. I think in times of worship or just throughout the day, the things that I said, you know, uh, he's the one that gives us purpose fulfillment. Those are things that I would catch myself saying during times of worship. If I'm driving, I'm like, you know, thank you, Lord, that you've given me a purpose and, and I feel fulfilled in life. I don't feel like I have everything I need, but I feel fulfilled every day. And I'm, I'm pushing for, for even greater. And Lord, you're my savior and my champion. You're my healer and my deliverer. So that's, that's who God is to me. And, you know, I'm sure to everybody in here, God can be all those things. But I'm sure specifically there's things that he is to you that he might not be to me because that's what you need specifically in your life. So tell him, tell him who he is. He, he knows who he is. God knows who he is. But the thing is, it's good to remind ourselves of who God is towards us. Let me go drink. So now I want to talk about the why. So we talked about who God is and uh, who we worship. Now let's talk about why we worship. I have four points here. Number one, worship is the reason we were created. We were created to bless up. The purpose of all of creation is to bring glory to the creator. Um, I'm going to have you turn some verses, but a, a few of them I'm just going to read. You don't have to turn. Isaiah 55, 12 out of the NLT, God's translation. Uh, you will live in joy and in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Psalm 60, 69, 34. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that's in them. You know, it's not a hard thing to look around. Like right now, if you haven't noticed, the seasons have changed. It's gone from a dreary, cold, rainy winter, jeez, I'm so tired of it, to uh, what's looking like a promising spring, looking like consistent 60s, hopefully 70s, that's what we want, 80s even, but um, it's not hard to look around and see the beauty that's around us, see all the, all the things that God has created, you know, that's one of the reasons that we worship God, he's created literally everything that we see, all the beautiful things that he created the material to make the chairs that you're sitting in, sitting in. You know, he gave God man, he gave, God gave man wisdom to create this sound system so we could have awesome piano playing behind me while I speak, things like that. Number two, point number two, God deserves to be worshipped. You know, if you do something good, whether it's here or at school or just in your everyday life or at your job. You know, people say, hey, good job, at least the majority of the time. But if you have a, a good employer. <laughs> but, uh, or hey, that looks awesome. You know, the same is true of God. We need to thank him. He deserves to be worshipped. We need to thank him all the time for all the things that he's created, you know, all the beautiful things, and tell him how thankful you are for it. You can turn to uh, Psalm 95. Verses 3 through 6. Psalms 95, 3 through 6. Hope you all glad you came tonight because it's too late now. The doors are locked. <laughs> all right, Psalm 95, 3 through 6. We're talking about God deserves to be worshipped. So with that said, just listen to this verse. 
For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands form the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. You know, when's the last time one of us made an ocean or sculpted a mountain? I haven't personally. If any of you have, then please let me know. That'd be cool. I'd be making mountains left and right and oceans left and right. That'd be awesome. But, you know, with, with that being said, point number two, God deserves to be worshipped. You know, think of all the situations that you know of and that you don't know of that God's delivered you out of. I mean, think of all the times you've driven down the road and the drunk driver's gone by you and not hit you, but he hit another car instead. Think of how many times that stuff's happened. I'm sure that one day when we get to heaven, God says, all right, get the popcorn. Let's go in the room. Let's just watch this replay. Let me show you everything I saved you from. Of course, he saved you from hell, so that's the biggest thing. But uh, we're going to watch this replay, and we're going to be like, wow, you know, I never, I never saw that happening. Okay, this is kind of funny. I was, I was in the, my bedroom the other day, and we have these uh, real long curtains, and the window was open. It's kind of a nice day out because it's spring. And uh, the wind was blowing in like real crazy, and I was like, that's strange. I've never seen that. Okay, this is just me thinking. Cause, so, so there's another world out there. We know there's a, there's a spiritual realm and this natural realm that we live in. So talking about how God deserves to be worshipped, we don't know what he has saved us from exactly. So <laughs> this is kind of funny. So as I'm standing there and that curtain kind of blew open and it kind of opened up like it was coming at me, I just imagine, I just imagine there's like a demon coming through the window. Don't, don't be freak out. Not, nobody, I don't have demons in my house, but then I imagine... Right up against that window. Here's the window. Here's me. There's an angel standing like this. As soon as that demon comes in, breaks his neck. Is that all right to say? So it was crazy. I just like stand there. I was kind of just zoned out. I was like, then I was, I was like, oh, that's cool. Now I didn't go into a, the spiritual realm and see anything, but I just thought, legitimately though, how many times does that that kind of stuff probably happen? You know what I'm saying? It's cool to think about. Okay, cool. I think about other times, like uh, talking about how God deserves to be worshipped. Um, just all the things he's, uh, he's preserved me from. I was in Iraq for almost a year, and all the times that something could have happened, but yeah, here I am, and I have a sound mind, and I'm not crazy. I don't have PTSD, and all my, a lot of my other friends have issues. That's one of the reasons he deserves to be worshipped in my life, because all the things he preserved me from. When left and right. All the guys around me are having issues. A lot of the guys ended their lives when we got home. But again, here I am. So he, he's worthy to be worshipped just about that alone. Let's go to point number three. It says, uh, worship is our response to God's love for us. Worship is our response to God's love for us. Psalm 107 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Anybody know that? Christian radio. Yes, sir, Anthony. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. You know, we don't worship God because we want something. I mean, we might, but you shouldn't. We don't worship God because we want something. Uh, We don't worship God so he can feel, feel better about himself. Again, we worship God to remind ourselves of how good God really is, and it puts us in the proper perspective of who God is and who we are. He is God. He is our Father. 
but yet still he is God, the creator of the universe, and it puts us in our right place with him. Turn to Psalm 66. It's like there's some authority and some echo on this mic. I like it. Psalm 66. It just sounded cool. All right, Psalm 66, verses 1 through 4. It said, verse 1 says, Shout joyful praises to God, all of the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Verse 4, everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. You know, worshiping God, I don't know about you, but to me is really refreshing. It's, it just is. It's really refreshing. Um, I have a story I want to tell you about. Uh, one night we were at the Steele's house, Mama Steele's house, and we were worshiping in the play, just playing some music. But just, it was just a really, really fun time and really awesome time in worshiping God's presence and I remember a few things happened. I won't go into super big detail, but we really felt like God's presence was in the room with us more than we've ever experienced before. And I know some of you all were there. And I remember for the next uh, day or two or three, I just felt like I was on a high. Like, this is crazy. Like, I've never felt God's presence like that before. I've just never, I've never experienced a feeling like that. I know we don't go by our feelings, but you could feel the presence of God in there. And I was sitting, I used to work at Key Electronics. Shout out to Key. Tanner, Charles, Paul, um, but I feel like the Lord showed me um, a, not saying he showed me a vision, but I just kind of envisioned this picture while I was thinking about everything that we felt that day. Felt like, so you got a salt shaker, right? There's lots of little granules, that's a $10 word, granules of salt in the salt shaker, and I felt like the presence of God that we experienced was, I thought it was just like, this is the best. I mean, this is what it's going to be like in heaven. But then I saw the salt shaker kind of being tipped over and just one little granule fell out. And you know, when you tip salt, a bunch comes out, but just one little came, granule came out. I felt like the Lord said to me, this presence that you experience, the whole salt shaker and all the salt that's in it, that's what's in heaven. But that one little granule is what you experienced. Just that one. I mean, how many, there's a couple, a few thousand I would say, anybody know that off the top of their head? Probably not, but let's just say there's a few thousand salt granules in a salt shaker. That's, that's the, the picture that I got in my head. And I remember still I was studying for this, and I remember I thought of that again. I was like, wow, just one little granule, is, is, I felt like, is, is what we experienced. It was, it was nothing like I've ever experienced before, but, you know, with talking about how worship is our response to God's love for us, um, you know, God left heaven. As Jesus, he came to earth and he died on a cross for us. And I know a lot of you know that story. So worshiping God is probably the, the least thing that we could do for him. I mean, he gave his life for us. The, and the least we could do is, well, I don't feel like it. Well, I'm sure God didn't feel like, Jesus didn't go, feel like going to the cross. I mean, I don't think he was skipping like, here we go to get crucified. I doubt it. I really doubt it. But he did it for us because he loved us. So that's. Point number three, worship is our response to God's love for us. God came down as, as a man, went to the cross to die for us. That's, why, that's another reason why we worship him. 
Point number four, my favorite. Worship silences the enemy. Worship silences the enemy. I love it. You don't have to turn to this one, but Psalm 8 and 2, New Living Translation. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. You know, with worship, Pastor Jordan even talked about, I mean, whatever we worship, that's what we're going to look like. That's what we're going to act like. So Satan's goal on this earth, the enemy's goal on this earth is to get us to worship him. That's why he got kicked out of heaven in the first place. But his goal is for, uh, to get us to worship him. Okay, so if he can't do that, if he, if he can't get us to fall to temptation, which I know we've all messed up, but if he can't get us to fall to temptations, the things that he's pushing at us all the time, then he's just going to get us to try to not to worship God. So you can, you can look for those two things. That's what he's going to come for. So he wants the attention to be taken away from God, but when we put all the attention and our worship on God, what can the enemy do? That's his goal, is to get us distracted and worship him or not worship God. But when we put all of our attention and all of our focus and we put God and worship as our priority, I would say the large majority of things coming from the devil in your life are going to be stopped. Turn to, uh, I'm going to give you a good example of that. Turn to Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Out of the NLT. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. All right, I'm going to start in verse 1. This is a little bit lengthy, but just listen. We're talking about how worship silences the enemy. This is the perfect story and the perfect example of how that can happen. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him to the holy city of Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you're the Son of God, jump off, for the Scriptures say... He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, verse 7, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Verse 8, Next the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Verse 10, Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, listen to this, this is key. You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11, and the devil went away. The devil went away. We're talking about how worship silences the enemy. Jesus in that time, he had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Pretty hungry. I have not fasted for 40 days or 40 nights. Can't even barely get past the day without eating. So, especially mayonnaise. And, um... <laughs> but yes, sir, Hoss. Um, so he had, he was hungry. He was probably feeling a little weak in his body. 
but he knew that when the, when, the, when the enemy came against him, instead of being like, yeah, you know what, that's fine, I'll jump off this and the angels will, will raise me up, he instead chose to worship God, his father, and, and speak the word over those situations. And it, said, I mean, it says the enemy, I mean, he, the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. So if you're going through anything in your life where you feel like the enemy's coming at you, just whatever it is, how about just stop and worship? You don't, I mean, you don't have to try to sound spiritual. You don't have to try to, you don't have to know all these things. I know a lot of the times, uh, you know, hearing people preach and things, you can think like, man, they never really know a whole lot more than I do, and I got a long way to go. But it's just, it's just as easy as saying, Lord, in this moment, I choose to worship you. I don't choose to look at my circumstances. You are God. You are my deliverer. And I know, Lord, that worship will silence my enemies. Boom, right there, it's done. I'm sure you could get other verses and, 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 and quote them over your life and confess those over your life. Okay, I want to talk about, we talked about who we worship and why we worship, but now let's talk about the how. You know, we, we praise God in song, prayer, and obedience. So this is, these are the three ways we can worship God. Number one is songs. You know, we just did that a little bit ago. Um, we all led you in some songs, and everybody was worshiping God. So that's, I mean, that's one way. I mean, things you can do uh, in songs when you worship, you can jump, you can shout, you can dance, you can be still, you can laugh, you can run, you can wave your arms around. Um, in, in times like that, maybe when there's not lyrics up on the screen, uh, Morgan led us last, last week upstairs for anyone that was here uh, in a time of worship. And, um, you know, you just, you just tell God how thankful you are for him and all the things that he's done. Everybody in this room has got at least one thing that we can be thankful for. And if you don't have anything else except one thing, praise God for that one thing then. That's, that's one of the ways with songs that you can praise God. Number two, you can uh, praise God and worship God with prayer. You know, you can worship God in prayer by thanking him again for all he's done for you. You know, God loves it. Morgan talked about this again last week. She had a lot of good points, and I copied a lot of her stuff. But um, God loves it when we're real with him. And we don't try to sound like a Levitical priest. We don't try to sound so holy and spiritual. He loves it when we're real. I mean, I'm sure none of you all like if fake, fake friends that are, you know, you're just like, dude, that's not you. I mean, you don't even sound like that. So God likes it when we come to him and we're real. Uh, Morgan talked about, she's just like, God, this is the way I'm feeling. And, you know, I don't exactly know what to do about it and kind of things like that. It's not like, oh, Lord, I'm so holy and... I know exactly what to say at all times. No, we, we don't always know what to say at all times. And it's okay to talk to God like I'm talking to you guys right now. He's our father, isn't he? I mean, he, he's God, but yet he's our father. I'd call him my daddy. So don't be intimidated to go to God and, and just, just be real with him. And say, look, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with right now. I need your help. That's the way we can worship God. That's how we can worship God with prayer. The last way, number three, on how we can worship God through obedience. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways that you can worship God through obedience. Um, just for starters, giving, you know, witnessing to your friends, 
you know, uh, tell them about all the good things that God's done for you. Brother Sean talked about this one time. If you're walking and see a piece of trash on the ground, you look at it and you feel like your, the Holy Spirit says, pick that up. And you're just like, I did this like, <laughs> I was doing really good for a while. I was walking. Let me tell you why. The Holy Spirit will, he wants to, he wants to speak to you all the time. And he wants to know if you're listening. So he'll tell you just something as simple as pick that, pick that candy wrapper up. Or pick up the, the cough drop wrap, wrappers that people like to stick between the seats over there. I don't know if you all know that. I do. But, uh, so, I mean, I, I felt like I was doing really good at that. I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I do pretty good. I listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. But last couple of days, I saw something that I walked past. I said, go back and get that. But I was like, no, I don't know. That's probably just me thinking. But I was like, no, I need to go back and get that. And I pick it up. And I like, okay, I feel better. But that's another way we can worship God is through obedience by the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you feel that the Holy Spirit tells you, Hey, you know, um, doesn't matter it's, whether it's a preacher or whether it's just somebody you know and you feel like, hey, God wants me to give them just a little bit of money or 20 bucks or something. Or, um, or you're walking at school and you, and you see somebody and you can see through their fake smile and you can see that they're not, that they're, act, they're putting on a show. You can say, you know, God might say to you, hey, go talk to that person. Tell them about me. Encourage them. Love on them. It's really important that in those times when he speaks to you to tell you to do that, that you do go and do that thing. Because if he can trust you with some small things, not that that's small, that's a big thing. But if he can trust you with small things, then he can definitely trust you with bigger things. You know, um, just some last, some closing uh, things that I wrote down. Uh, just We need to, just to continue to grow as worshipers. We can do all these things. And um, Psalm 150, verse 6 at NLT says, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, the only, we went to Love is Red. For any of you that don't know what that is, that's a church conference we went up to in Akron, Ohio, or Canton, Ohio. And um, Pastor Javen Chavez, he's a worship leader and a, a pastor as well. Are you a pastor? Pastor, youth pastor? What? Used, okay, used, used to be a youth pastor. I'll say that five times. But... Um, and he, we had a little worship time with him where we sat and we listened. He just, he said some really awesome things. And he said, the only thing you need to praise God is, is your breath. And that's pretty much everybody because it looks like everybody's alive and breathing in here. So, and then he, one thing he said was, uh, once you realize how much God loves you, then you'll want to worship him. Uh, that's all I have for tonight. But the, the points again um, that I had were, uh, Number one on the wise was worship is the reason that we were created. We were created to bless up. Number two, God deserves to be worshiped. Number three, worship is our response to God's love for us. And number four, worship silences the enemy. Isn't that good? Um, and again, I love, I love closing out with uh, a chance for everybody in this room whether you've been here for a while or whether this is your first time, and we're thankful if this is your first time here, but uh, give you a chance to get to, know the, to get to know this God that we're talking about, to get to know the creator of everything that you see, and, and uh, to get to know the creator of the person that gave you a purpose in life. You might wonder, why am I here in life? What's the point? What am I doing here? Well, I'd like to give anybody, if there is anybody, an opportunity to get to know this God that we talk about. So again, if you could just uh, bow your head and close your eyes and just please don't look around. And uh, if you say, hey, Amzie, um, 
I think I'm one of those people. I don't know if I have Jesus living in me. I've heard about Jesus. I know he's a good person. But I don't know anything about, I don't know that I'm supposed to worship. Uh, I'm, I've been worshiping so many other things other than God. And um, what you say really hits home with me a lot. If there's anybody that feels that way, without any, anybody looking around, could you just raise your hand real quick?